Welcome to your Sound Behavior Podcast, the place where you learn about the why you do what you do. What if you could score just 60 words and end up with a greater insight about yourself for a more successful life? What then if just for the fun of it, you could go on the air in a safe, friendly environment to be introduced to what makes you tick? Welcome to Sound Behavior. It's all about you. Now here's Don. Hey everyone, thank you for joining us for your Sound Behavior Podcast. This is episode 5 and today's guest is Josh. Josh from Charlotte, North Carolina. Josh, it's so good to have you. Yeah, it's good to be here. How long have we talked about having a podcast with you as my guest? Uh, too long. Too, too long. long for it to take this long to get on. <laughs> I appreciate your time. And and uh, for those of uh, that know about the podcast, is that typically and generally... Uh, I don't know my guests. I've, I, we've never met. We've never connected. I, I haven't done a pro scan with them, uh, met them in person. Or if I had, it's been very brief. But we've known each other, Josh, for how many years now? Oh, probably three to five, right? Three to five. Yeah, and, I would say. You know, it started off at the church, but you did the scan. You and your, your lovely bride took the scan. And uh, tell me a little bit about the time when you and I and my wife, we, the four of us sat together, and basically I went over your information with you, and we, we discussed uh, the introduction of Josh and company. Yeah, I mean, uh, me and Taylor, we got married young, and uh, we lived overseas as soon as we got married, very quickly in our marriage. So we felt like we had known each other our whole lives and were very close. Uh, but the first time I took the pro scan, um, we sat down at a Panera Bread with mm-hmm. Don and uh, and his wife, and it was it, it was almost like we were little kids again because <laughs> they were they were telling us about each ourselves and how we interact and how we are to love each other, mm-hmm. um, and it was pretty amazing the amount of depth and the amount of insight that, you know, honestly, we felt like we would know most of what they were going to say going into it as we drove there because we've been so close. But, uh, you know, it was it was such an enjoyable time of discovery, of spousal discovery and just of uh, genuine um, insight into our marriage and our lives and how we interact with each other. It was beautiful. Yeah, that's great. So for for people listening, uh, the ProScan is a quick questionnaire it takes about I tell people four to six minutes for you and your behavior it, it takes you about uh, maybe three, <laughs> three now. but uh, the amount of information that it gives in with the predictability of how to communicate and how to connect with someone how, how do you how do you describe that to someone that's never been through it well the I, I have done a couple scans myself and when I hand people the scan they look at it and say this is all I have to answer uh, and, you know, some people take more time than others. Um, but when I sit down, you know, sitting down with someone and just talking to them about it and and just the insight that you get from somebody reading your scan to you uh, is so uh, eye opening. It's almost scary. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so much information yeah. and it's so deadly accurate. Mm-hmm. Um that it, it really blows your mind. Now, when you say scary, you know, a lot of people don't feel comfortable. <laughs> they really they don't feel comfortable about letting anybody get in that close. 
and the first thing that comes to their mind is it, it, it can't be positive. It can't be a good thing. I, I'm flawed. I don't want anyone else to know that I'm flawed, and therefore yeah. um, I, I can't let you in. But what does that mean? I mean, you know, so when we say scary, what's your definition of scary? Uh, I would say it's not scary as in a horror movie scary. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've never had and, and I've seen Don administer a lot of uh, profiles to people. Um, it's a it's a the people that do the scans, the people that that, you know, through your scan mm -hmm. uh, and Don himself use such. Um, care. One thing Don always tells me is that none of this information is bad information. Right. It's all good information. And I've really taken that to heart. And it's really what it is used for because you can't move forward unless you know where to move from. And uh, a lot of the information is not bad. It's just the way we look at it sometimes and thinking that certain stereotypical sayings are bad. And reality, without them, we don't have the world moving forward. You know, there is a place. You know, I'm a very high dominant person, and really, that's a bad word for people. Mm -hmm. um, but really, the world be, right? doesn't move forward unless you have people that take charge and take dominance. That's right. And uh, you know, I I don't see as any of it as really bad, but no. it is. It's scary accurate. I yeah. guess that's the best yeah. way to put it. It's that's, very, very accurate. That's cool. You know, a lot of the times, too, as we were doing the radio show, what drove the show was the application of where people were. So people could be listening to this, this podcast on their way to work uh, or coming back from work. And they're, they're thinking about, you know, understanding themselves. But I look at the applications. You know, you've got mm -hmm. the application of knowing yourself better. Yeah, there, that's that's very very valuable. But boy, when you can compare your assessment with your wife or your girlfriend, uh, I tell people, I, I didn't know my dad until we took his scan. He did a scan, and I knew he I knew he loved me, but I didn't think he really liked me. And by having the information from his his scan, provided me the knowledge of oh my gosh, you know now I understand why. I have felt the way I have, and yeah. um, so you've used it in your family as well, right? I mean, not only with you and Taylor, but uh, <laughs> you've 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 done this with what your brother uh, did. You have you done his girlfriend yet? I have not. No, I have not. That was a recent addition. I, I am. Uh, I asked the first thing I asked him was, uh, "When are we doing a pro scan on her?" Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, I did my whole family because really, you know, it was. Me and Taylor have been married eight years before we did our first scan together and sat down with you guys. And um, the insight for us was so huge that when I was, you know, had gone through the training and learned how to do it myself, which, you know, I was biting at the bit to do anyways. Yeah, you're, you're a great student. <laughs> yeah, it's an honor, to, an honor to train you. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. As soon as I uh, started train, uh, doing my, my family, my brother was probably the, the most interesting because he's so much different than the rest of us. He's a very uh, different young man. And well, he's older than me, quite honestly. And uh, when I first gave him his report, he went out on my porch and just sat there for 45 minutes Wow! and just read it and read it and read it. And uh, so I came out there, I gave him some time and I came out there and I said, do you want me to introduce you to yourself? Do you want me to tell you what this says? And uh, he looked at me like, yeah, let's do it, you know, after he had digested it. 
And when I started to really introduce him to who he is, it really, uh, it made him okay with being different in the family and just telling him uh, a little bit of the application of who he is in our family, why he's there, what his place is, where the balance is, you know, and then sitting down, I sat down with my entire family, my brother, my mom, my wife, uh, myself, and um, I believe my sister, we all sat together and I was able to just say, okay, this is how we interact with mom. This is the best way to, this is why she has this much energy. Mm -hmm. This is where it comes from. Mm -hmm. This is where it stems from. This is the kind of person she is, uh, you know, in our family. And, and it was just, everybody was like, oh my gosh, that's totally mom. Yeah. And you know, oh my gosh. Cool, what's cool about that too is like your brother's scan. I remember his, you know, uh, he inherited his, your mom, or your father's energy, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and where you've inherited is your mom's. Yeah. But you've got yeah. your father's, you know, the first couple of traits, the dominance extroversion, you got them from your dad. And whereas your brother uh, maybe picked up the conformity from your mom. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely. fascinating, isn't it? When you start breaking yeah. it down like that. Yeah. It's, it's really um, brilliant. And honestly, for my brother, the, the next thing he really was telling me is that, you know, I'm trying to get a promotion at, at work. Mm -hmm. And I've just been hitting brick walls. And I said, you know, well, here's what you're going to have to do. Here's the traits that you're going to have to change or to step outside of your comfort zones a little bit mm -hmm. to get to that place. And this is the type of stress you're going to feel around it. And this is what you're going to feel like. And for him, it was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you can actually tell me what I'm going to feel when I start um, going for these, you know, different management positions based on who I am. That is so, so rich. It, that is so yeah, rich. it was really helpful to him. Yeah, and if you just tuned in, this is Don with Sound Behavior, and we're uh, talking with Josh from Charlotte, North Carolina, talking about how he's implemented the ProScan, not only professionally, but uh, with the family. And, you know, Josh, talking about the family application, uh, it, it is so, number one, it's hard to put a mental picture around knowing your family right i mean we oh yeah it's one of the things that everybody that i talk with in a professional setting it comes up so frequently is that would this work with my family and <laughs> if, if you know if you've got more than one person in any relationship you've got behavioral challenges yep. and and today uh my family is no different than everyone else's we've got a certain amount of dysfunction it just can't be helped brothers, yeah. sisters, moms, dads, uh, there's just a high level of stuff that families are going through. And part of my passion with the Sound Behavior Podcast is really to assist people with understanding that, hey, you can get through this and improve the relationships within the family by how? By knowing who your family members are. And that's exactly, oh, yeah. that's exactly what yeah. you've accomplished. Now, uh, you're a professional guy. You've got... Uh, you know, you work in a uh, retail capacity in management. And mm -hmm. uh, tell us a little bit about that without te uh, mentioning uh, who your employer is and, and uh, all that dynamic. Well, I work with one of the probably top three largest retailers in the world. Um, and really, it's amazing to look. They, they do not use the uh, PDP. But it's interesting, the traits that they value um, – they value a lot in me because I value the way that people interact. And I know the way people interact because I understand the way that 
um, PDP works and the way that people should interact effectively. So they see me as this Swiss army knife of situations uh, because really at the end of the day, I understand people without, you know, sometimes I can look at them and, and I'm sure you've done this before, Don, and say, oh, that's a high D person mm -hmm. for sure. I, I can at least grab one of those traits and know yeah. who I'm talking to. Yeah. Now, if I had scanned them all, I would know and I could, you know, step into that a lot different. Mm -hmm. But it's amazing the way that you can interact with people in conflict and diffuse it instantly when you speak to them the way they expect, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, and the way that they want you to speak to them. Mm -hmm. And it changes the dynamic so much more. Yep. And it's sad in the in the retail world where you have somebody that is, you know, pulling in a million dollars on Sunday and they can't figure simple things of how to get the most from their people right um, it, blo it blows your mind yeah. uh, that, that they aren't implementing it so because you had the initiative to, to get trained and the, the your, your employer has not picked up on the value of even having a, a tool set at their uh, availability but look how the employer has gained by your initiative of of of, of knowledge where you're able to speak into the you know your people their people on a daily basis mm -hmm. and they don't even have a tool well it's yeah I mean and really it's, it's been cool. very beneficial for me as well because you know as soon as they see somebody with that type of people skills mm -hmm. it's almost like hey we got to get this guy promote promoted hey we got to take this this guy to the next level right. hey we need to get him in this situation we need to get him in front of that person we need to send him over here to this problem area and yeah, sometimes that may be exhausting, but at the end of the day, they see um, you as an asset, and that really just eventually becomes where it puts you in the place that um, most people never get to because they don't want to step into those difficult situations. Yeah. And by you stepping in them, um, and that's really how it's happened for me. It's like, wow, I can't believe this this guy, and you know, I'm not. Um, far in my age, but, uh, you know, uh, I'm only 33 mm -hmm. and, uh, for them to look at that and they're like, wow, I can't believe this guy can handle situations, um, that he can handle with people that are, you know, much older than him. It's not, not supposed to be done. Yeah. No, you, no, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're absolutely right. That's one of the reasons we've put together. A, it's a dynamite mentor course and yeah. for guys like you that can, uh, you know, where you don't have the system, but you could, you know, be taught to, to go in and mentor people and encourage and speak into people's lives for a, uh, a, a finer outcome. So uh, how did this do, you know, I mentioned my dad and, and my relationship, and I've talked with a lot of guys, and not everybody has had that, you know, that father and son relationship to where it's always been the best, but what's it done for, you, you know, you and your dad? What do you think it's... Is it open any doors for you like it's done for me? Well, yeah. I mean, it, it was funny. When he told me he was going to get married, the first thing I told him was that I wanted to get on FaceTime and I wanted to do a PDP of both of them and have a chat with who they are. Mm -hmm. um, and so I sat with them separately, and then I sat with them together to explain to them who they should, how they should interact with each other and some of the milestones that they'll see. But even now, for me, it's really been a huge eye-opener because – you know, my dad is a very high dominant person. Mm -hmm. um, he lacks a lot of, uh, of E. And so for him, it's really getting the job done. That's his main goal, getting everything done. 
he is a driver and he drives to the point where you know he cannot be stopped and when you understand that you can help him stop but you can also for me and him it's I understand where he's coming from I understand his need to be that way and I can speak into it without hurting his feelings which is very easy to do mm-hmm. um, which most people don't realize mm-hmm. but I can step into it into his feelings and I can let him know hey we're not going to do this right now. We don't need to do this right now. We need right. to stop. And, you know, and it's That's very fine. disarming, uh-huh. and it and it drops the whole argument. So then there is no argument because me and my father, we're both high dominant people, mm-hmm. and we can butt heads like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can be in a fight, and uh, you know, basically everybody else just backs away because yeah. they know we're not going to stop until there's blood in the water. Yeah, and the difference between you and your dad is that he doesn't have that extroversion. When you mentioned doesn't have the e. You know, a lot yeah, of folks sorry. Don't, don't know what that means, but what we what we mean by that descriptor is the fact that it's it's all assertiveness, with a little with very little need for empathy, or uh, more of a telling style than any type of compassionate selling style. Now, yeah. now here's one of the things that you know. My dad and mom they were married for 28 years. My mother divorced my dad because he did not give my mom. Uh, what she needed, but what was fascinating before my dad died, and we used to have all these conversations. It was all centered around behavior, because my mom was more more of a entrepreneur. My dad was the you know farmer, great guy, steady, planning and all the things. But my dad told me, he says, Don, he says, if we would have had, you know, someone like you with your 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 tool and the knowledge to implement the tool you could have probably saved our marriage. Yeah. And that's a, yeah, that's well, a, very that's, easily. That's very powerful. And, and so for someone that's listening to this podcast, as we're describing these things, you know, you might be at a place to where, uh, you know, something's being said that y- your relationship is, is not going as well. It's like with, you know, it could be your wife, could be your, your brother, your sister, um, uh, or even an ex. And, and you're trying to have a better relationship because of, uh, custody of your of your children but uh, so that's cool of, of how that's now so with that and you had a good relationship with your dad prior to PDP though right I mean yeah I mean it, it wasn't it we it wasn't uh, it wasn't a bad relationship no I wouldn't say that but we can certainly have our opinions and he knew um, as I got older that I was not going to back down like my sister and my brother might or even my mom um and so we would just avoid situations uh we would avoid working together we would avoid uh a lot of those things and actually in the beginning of my marriage i did go end up working for him wow and um, you know yeah i did i did work for him for for about a year and uh it was it was a pretty cataclysmic for sure Mm -hmm. So now uh, you do the uh, the the retail. Uh, you work with couples. Uh, you're in ministry. You work with a lot of young people. Uh, do you do any counseling at all? I don't do any counseling, but I have found myself doing um, PDPs. And when I what inevi- inevi- inevitably happens is when you do some of these PP PDP, you see something that. Uh, you need to have uh, a, a slight um, softer hand with and you really end up stepping into some of that counseling um, and uh, this is something that uh, you have spoken to me is that you know you don't 
you, you explain the report as, as best you can, but you don't counsel because, mm-hmm. you know, um, you're not a, you're not a counselor. You know, you're not trained in that. And um, but what happens is you sit down with somebody and I've sat down with with families, you know, husband and wife that have, you know, looking at their profiles to see where you can put them in ministry. And you see some things where you, they're not even ready to take that, make that decision. Uh, really, they need to look at who they are and their energy and their lifestyles and where they're at right now right. and get get some stuff worked out before we even step into that role, which is really where I talk to. Even a young lady who was, you know, striving to do a lot of different things. And when I saw her profile, I was like, you have got to stop. Mm-hmm. You are doing That's too great. much That's and you're great. not doing you're not doing any of it well. Mm-hmm. And here's what you're doing. Here's how people see you. And this is how you actually are. And this is why you're having these problems. Yep. And she just she started tearing up in my office just wow sitting there as I'm telling her this yeah. and just was an amazement. You know, you mentioned ministry. One of the things, uh, you know, in the church world, so many people have been uh, damaged. They've been offended yeah. in a in a church environment. I mean, I've seen where people were uh, offended prior to even getting inside the door. You know, it, was, it happened in the parking lot. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, stuff happens, but... Unfortunately, because people, uh, you know, we're all sensitive to a certain degree, things happen and it can push us away from the very thing that God's intended us to, to, to be involved in. But yeah. we can't take the relationships of one another, you know, that um, that easily, do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's very easy to just want to jump back in, you know, even if you get hurt and you go to another church, you want to get back to the status that you were. And a lot of times... You have to take a moment to say, you know, what is it that I may need to change? What is it that I'm hurt from? You know, and let yourself be okay getting repaired from that. But, you know, as as working in ministry, when those people sit in front of you um, and ask to serve and they have all the credentials in the world, you always say yes, because you need the people. Right. You know, but the problem is, is you don't know what is going on behind the scenes because you've never met this person, you know? And so really PDP shows you pretty quickly like, Oh, wow. You know, I need to really, (laughs) you know, I need to really, you know, love on this person. I need to bless on this person and, you know, maybe not put them in that role for a couple months so that they can be the best them and we can be the best us, you know, and help, help them move forward. Absolutely. Now the other day when we, when we met and we're going to be, we're discussing and doing the call, uh, you know, you, we were discussing the fact that how often we, you and I meet with someone and there's predictability in their profiles because of the differences yeah. and where they, they're going through a tough time. We, we give them the insight, but they fail to really uh, want to listen. And uh, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. I, I don't want to I don't want to talk about, you know, the situation that you and I yeah. mentioned, but let's talk a little bit about people that, you know, you know, because someone's listening to this and they're going to say, oh, my God, Don, you know, how do you, you're talking about me and my situation? My husband yeah. doesn't want to listen. Uh, we know that there's something going on uh, because we're not connecting like we used to. But how can we how can we really uh, improve that? So yeah. it's fascinating to, to see that the natural behavior is we just we, we want to work, make it work, but we we're unwilling to know why and what yeah. we have to do. 
Well, I think everybody would say, you know, marriage takes work, right? It just mm -hmm. takes a lot of work. And it's, I have, I have four children myself. You put four children on top of a marriage and it is a lot more work, you know, yeah. you have to constantly be working on it. So really what I see with PDP and me and my wife do this all the time. We love it. Mm -hmm. We Excellent. talk about our profiles uh -huh. and we understand each other's profiles. And so we are able to work with each other completely effectively instead of working the way that we think that they should work the way based upon who we are. Mm -hmm. um, I know that's a long sentence to say, but you know, and I meet people that, you know, marriages that are trying to work it out and you know, you, you give to them the information and they don't see it as um, something that they can accomplish. And for me, it's the easiest thing in the world. You know, it's, let me think about it like this. You know, if I know the way to communicate with my wife, even though it is not my norm, mm -hmm. why would I not do it? Right. You know, right. I have exactly. to do it that way. Yeah. I have to commute. I'm wasting my time and I'm only going to create frustration from her and from me trying to communicate any other way. Yeah. And, and what we're doing there too, Josh, um, is that if, if we're not communicating in the need that they have to have it, we're actually dishonoring them. Oh, absolutely. And if we, yeah, and you're you're pushing them away because you're you're disrespecting them, especially if you have the information. Uh, it, it's disrespecting them to the point where you say, "I don't care about the information. You're going to do what I want you to do," mm -hmm. um, and it's. You know, it just digs deeper ditches. Absolutely. So when we understand someone's communication style and what their needs are, then we can honor them by speaking the language that they need. And it's deeper than love languages. It's deeper than, you know, the surface of having an idea of what someone needs. But it's really on how they're wired and when they receive that. I know my wife, one particular time, she, you know, I was getting on a getting ready for a trip and she says, hey, we need to talk. And, and for... For guys, you know, when you hear your your girlfriend, or your, your your bride say, "We need to talk," it drives chills through you. And she says, yeah. "Well, you know, we're not communicating." And and I started to laugh because you know I, I, I get paid a fair amount of money to teach people how to communicate. And she says, "No," she says, I, "I take that back." She says, "We're communicating, you know, just fine, but you're not giving me what I need." Yeah. And that was so painful to hear because. I know the importance of giving my wife what she needs. And yeah. for, you know, so for you guys that are listening, uh, just, you know, flowers is great. Dinners, <laughs> all the things of romance are wonderful. I highly, you know, banana splits and ice cream cones and all the little things are very important. <laughs> but if you don't give your bride what she needs, uh, on top of those things, uh, it just there's going to be something missing every, each and every time. Yeah, I mean, my wife could care less whether I give her flowers. She could care less whether I um, uh, buy her diamond rings or jewelry. She almost laughs at me like I'm wasting money. Sure. If I spend it on that stuff, mm -hmm. and it's not until I actually, uh, you know, like you said, give her what she needs, is she really um, you know, opens you know wide open, and then we can you know, realize uh, a much deeper marriage. And it's, I mean, it's beautiful. It really is. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's wonderful to see the results of when two people are speaking uh, to what each of them actually need. You know, there's certain things that I fail at, but my wife knows that if I try hard at it, because it's not my natural, 
uh, at least I'm trying, she knows that it's an extension of how much I love her. And yeah. just the attempt is, is huge. And so, um, well, you know, we're, we're, we've got about two, three minutes uh, wrapping up. But what I want to do, too, is I want to speak to, to people that are dating. You know, it, it's a natural for a, a woman to say that, well, if he loves me, he'll change for me. And for the guy to say, well, she loves, uh, you know, uh, she loves me and I hope she never changes. And uh, but when we get together, we spend a lot of time together. Uh, no matter who the guy is, he's probably not going to change just for her. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's just uh, it's just how we're wired that way. It, it's something that we have to we have to really do because there's there's a reason there's some. There's a, a greater depth of, of purpose behind it. But uh, uh, any comments that you can think of right offhand before we, we wrap up in a couple minutes? No, I think you I think you said it great, you know, and, and really I'd urge if you're dating, get the information that you need for the next level. I mean, I sat down before my father and his uh, new wife got married and said, these are the things that you're going to see. This is who he is right now to you. And it was amazing because it was, this is how he's acting to you right now, but this is not his natural. And eventually he's going to go back to his natural. Let me tell you what that natural is going to look like. There you go. Because I mean, there's that honeymoon phase in any relationship where all the best things are, all your best feet are forward. And I said, now here's the deal. Let me tell you what he's going to look like. And, you know, same thing with my father. I said, listen, let me tell you what she's going to look like because knowledge is power. And it's mm -hmm. like, look at this, understand who this person is at a deeper level and then make a decision. And whether you make the decision to continue on in a relationship or not, that's not my, that's not my intent. The intent is to give you information so that you know what, who you're going to be getting into because eventually they're going to go to that person. Uh, and, and if you get married before you see that person, you may not like that person when you get married and you may say, uh -oh. how come I didn't marry the person that, how come I didn't get the person I married? Right. Well, you know, and I can tell you with, uh, you know, complete predictability who you're going to marry because <laughs> eventually they're going to turn back into that person. It's yeah. not always going to stay the same. And that's, that's val that's so valuable. Yeah. You know, any guy out there dating should say, you know, after a month, hey, let's take a profile. Let's, you know, see who, see who you are. Let me see who that's you are. Right. You can see who I am and let's, you know, go from there. If it's getting serious, that's the perfect next step. Yep. You know, Josh, we just ran out of time. But if you're listening and this conversation is speaking to your heart, you know, sign up with your girlfriend or with your wife yeah. to be a guest on Sound Behavior. Uh, mm -hmm. I've had a lot of uh, guests in the past for the radio show. Uh, Josh, it would be a husband and wife truck drivers. <laughs> you know, yeah. they stop at a rest area <laughs> and uh, we, we do a uh, we do a broadcast. But uh, Josh, I want to thank you for coming on. I appreciate you sharing uh, it's your been experience. A pleasure. And uh, it's a little different because you and I we know each other. Uh, we didn't introduce your behaviors, but you, you mentioned them. But I think the takeaway here is to understand that uh, all the behaviors that we have are, are, are the brilliance of design and we need all the highs and the lows and the combination of the different behaviors it's not just one particular set of behavior that makes it so successful but uh, josh uh, may the lord continue to bless you appreciate your time and uh, we're going to sign off for now but hang on josh uh, i'll stop and uh, i'll get right back to you so Sounds thank good. you thank you everyone for listening to sound behavior bye now
You've been listening to Don Crosby and your Sound Behavior Podcast. If you'd like to be a special guest, get a copy of Don's book, or simply share Sound Behavior with your friends and family, go to soundbehavior.com. That's soundbehavior.com.